Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 258. There is nothing like a worldwide pandemic that helps you stare all your bad habits right in the face. And if you're like me, then you are in the middle of noticing all the cupboards that need to be organized or how quickly your sleep can be thrown off or realizing that you reach for chocolate after every single meal, breakfast included, and are struggling more than ever to fit in your workout. That's why the theme for May is Be Healthy. Now, before you worry that I'm turning this podcast into a flat abs in 10 days or how we're gonna get you fit podcast, do not fret. I still haven't changed my values and this podcast is very much devoted on you working on yourself from the inside out and we are not going to be full of diet culture, all the things, right? But I have heard from client after client share just how much their health impacts their life. In this episode, you will learn what the difference is between being healthy versus getting healthy, why it's far deeper than just getting swimsuit ready, and four tips on how you can be healthy starting now. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. 
Now, first, just so you know, I've decided in these intro episodes to now put my two segments that I do where I share the review of the prior month and share my own do something what's been going on with that. I'm now going to put that at the end of the episode. So make sure you stay tuned to hear who is the review of the month and the thank you gift they're going to get and what I've been up to with my do something plan for 2020. Also, another forewarning that the membership site will be fully announced next week. So stay tuned. In the meantime, I am taking part of a fantastic and free online summit that I wanted you to know about because I know you'll be interested on it because of our theme last month, which was living with purpose. People everywhere are searching for their purpose and looking for answers to help guide them. So the purpose project is that online summit I was telling you about. It's basically like a virtual conference where you can gain valuable tools and get direction for your own journey. From motivational speakers to life coaches and content creators, we are so excited to offer you access to this life-changing information. The Purpose Project is bringing together 29 inspiring presenters for an engaging three-day summit. And again, it's free during those three days. You will be able to listen and learn about their stories and life experiences on how they have found their own purpose or have overcome struggles in their own life. I'm going to be presenting as well, and you know this is a topic I am so passionate about, and alongside these other presenters, they have incredible stories to tell as well. The summit is starting May 14th, and it ends May 16th. There will be 10 presenters each day, and during the summit, you can watch the presenters for free. But if you want lifetime access to the presentations and all the included bonuses from these 29 presenters that they are including, you can sign up with that option as well. To sign up, you can go to the link that is in the show notes or use the URL aboutprogress.com slash purpose project. Again, that's aboutprogress.com slash purpose project. First, let's talk about what might be the elephant in the room. How could I, a woman who had major eating disorders and now well over a decade into slaving over her own recovery, myself, dare bring up this topic of being healthy? Doesn't that seem a little bit hypocritical? Doesn't that seem a little bit like you're on thin ice? Let me respond to this by asking you what you think of when you hear or see the phrase, get healthy. Do you picture a woman who is weighing out her food, working out obsessively at the gym, agonizing over every morsel they consume, and rulers and measurements abound? This, to me, is the opposite of healthy. To be frank, It's destructive. Instead, I want you to picture a woman who has health as a value in her life and that health as part of her being. Picture a woman who is compassionate toward herself and still valuing good habits that enable her to be the woman she wants to be. Picture a woman who prioritizes caring for her mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical health and as working toward the next level and habits that support that. And ultimately, I want you to picture a woman who lives her life because she knows her worth and her health is more than just a size or a measurement. That, to me, is healthy. Being healthy is something you can do right now. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to get healthy. You can be healthy now. You don't have to hinge that description off of some prescribed outcome that, you know, might be getting sold to you, to be honest. Being healthy 
is knowing your values and shifting your external, sometimes health-based habits, to support those values so you can live with more happiness and wholeness, not the other way around. Too often, I think getting healthy is waiting for that happiness and wholeness to come once you have arrived. Instead, I want you to focus on your being, that you can be healthy and live your values and happiness and wholeness in the moment while while also working on your habits that help support you do just that. The rest of this month plus, I'm going to tell you more about that in a moment, we are going to talk to so many incredible women, a mental health professional to start with, an intuitive eating coach, and exercise with Joy Queen, and more. In fact, we are taking on this topic for six weeks, my friends, because your health does matter, but maybe not in the way that the world is trying to sell to you. Before I share four ways that you can start working towards being healthy now, let me first help you take stock of what health habits are currently interfering with your personal growth and fulfillment. Because this is a factor. This is what I hear from our community members and the women I work with in my coaching programs, that their lack of good, solid habits that support their full, healthy being, both in mind and in body, are getting in the way of them being the women that they want to be. This is part of this month's progress plan. This is an in-depth guide for helping you work through this. And you can access it by signing up for our membership group, which, you know, I told you we're fully launching next week, but <coughs> you can sign up early by going to aboutprogress.com slash membership. And I now coach the members through filling theirs out on a live group coaching call too. So that's a big spoiler for you for what's coming from the membership group. What I want you to do is to think about these three categories, mental, emotional, that's one I'm putting together, spiritual, and physical. And I'm sure that at the beginning of this episode, you thought I was only going to talk about the last one. Psych, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to tell you. Your health is not just your body. It's all of those things. So I want you to consider those three categories, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. And I want you to think about what are the holes in these areas for you? What is missing to support you being a whole and healthy person? What habits do you know you'd like to add into these categories that would also help you feel like you're showing up for your own life? And what habits would you like to shift? So again, you're thinking about holes, you're thinking about what you want to add in, and you're thinking about what you want to shift. So perhaps you are noticing, for example, that you are missing any time to yourself whatsoever. Does that sound familiar right now? So that's affecting your mental and emotional health. That as a whole. Perhaps you are seeing that you are not in a regular rotation of journaling and studying spiritual works, which is eating away at your spirituality. So that might be something you will want to add in. Or perhaps you take stock that your all or nothing attitude about exercise is leading you more down the path of nothing. And as a result, you don't have the energy you need in this time that is demanding more of it from you now more than ever. That might be something you might have to shift how you are exercising. So how this would translate the holes, the additions and the shifting, it will look different for each one of us what we need. So what I really want you to do, especially if you have that progress plan and it's guiding um, and how it guides you through it, 
take a few minutes to flesh that out. And then I bet you're going to guess what I'm going to have you do. You've got to narrow it down, sister, because this doesn't need to look like another New Year's resolution list. And that's, you know, both impractical and will lead you down the all or nothing path to self-destruction. It doesn't need to be that way. You need to narrow it down. And I'm going to help you think more about that when I talk about my tips about how you can be healthy now. Before we do that, I want to just have two notes first about that little list that you just made of holes, additions, and shifts. The first note is one, I want to volunteer to you that habits themselves are neutral. They are not morally good or bad in and of themselves, but the effects of these habits on you and your health can be either helpful or not helpful. And the reason I bring that up is because you do not need to shame yourself over these. I'll share more about that in an upcoming growth spurt too, about how to know the difference between, like how to know, how to adjust your thinking basically about habits and not labeling them good and bad and also labeling yourself good or bad as a result. An, An example of this is some of you might need fewer food boundaries, In order to be healthier in mind and body and spirit, you might need to let go a little more. And others of you might need the exact opposite. You might need more boundaries around how you are engaging with food. So neither of these alternatives are inherently good or bad. It depends on you and your circumstances and what you need to work on health-wise. So again, habits themselves are neutral but the effects of them can be helpful or not helpful, and that will help you determine what to work on. The second note on that list that you just made that I want you to know is knowledge is power. Sometimes it's easier for us to be the ostrich that puts our head in the sand and to not acknowledge where we are lacking because of the shame again that we are associating with it because we just feel so bad and we already know what we need to work on, but we don't want to think about it because that makes us just go down that shame cycle again. It's good to know where you want to go. There will always be a gap between who you are and who you want to become. Always. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are and the achievements you've had and how you've grown. There's always going to be a gap. But noticing that gap means that you know where you're headed and where you want to go. So it is a good thing to acknowledge those holes, acknowledge the additions, and acknowledge the shifts that you need to make so that you can work towards shortening that gap. And so now that you have all of those in mind, the holes, the additions, and the shifts, and the habits that you want to cultivate in those three areas, and now that you have prioritized them a little more, hopefully down to one per category, I want to now help you with the mindset piece, which is actually the how. A lot of you are like, no, I want the steps A to Z. Honestly, it starts with your head. Shifting your health habits, honestly, is mental. It really has to start there. So I am going to give you four tips that will help you focus on howing, on howing, on how to be healthy. But first, let's take a quick break. Okay, it is now time for my feller, feller, fellow howers, which I am. I'm a how girl. I like to know the how. This is when we're going to give you four steps and four tips to help you unfold more of how this can work for you, how you can be healthy 
right here, right now. And again, the progress plan will help you with this a lot more in more detail. So let me give you an overview first. The four tips I have are to one, start with compassion. Two, don't do all the things all at once. Three, always pay attention to your primary purpose behind being healthy. And four, this is your identity. Yes, it is. So let's go through each one of those. The first, start with compassion. Notice that I did not say start with guilt and hating yourself into things. Shame, my friends, cannot be part of the habit formation process in order for it to work. If you are thriving off of criticism and hating yourself into doing things, you are dooming yourself to fail. I want to read you a quote, actually a few quotes on self-compassion from this book I'm currently in the middle of reading called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. And it's definitely not a book I would like listen on uh, without earbuds around kids because it's about your sexual health. Okay, so the first quote here is self-compassion is the opposite of self-criticism and self-judgment. It's unconditional. We can have self-compassion when we're doing well and when we are struggling. So in short, what she says about self-compassion is that when you show yourself self-compassion, that is when you can really change. So basically another way to say this, self-compassion creates the change you want. This looks like not beating yourself up when you mess up, being willing to try again. It looks like pivoting. It looks like acknowledging when you've slipped up, but not shaming yourself over it. It looks like being able to see the gap without getting mad at yourself over it. Self-compassion is equal parts awareness and showing yourself that it's okay to be a human. So another way to look at this is um, what I call the process. And it's something that, you know, I've been thinking about a lot, especially with all the work I do here. And in my current coaching program that I'm in right now called Optimize, they talk about this. I'm like, that's it. That's the process I've been trying to find the words for forever. So it's this. It's equal parts persistence, patience, and curiosity. That's the process of growth and progress. You have to be persistent and patient. That's self-compassion, my friends, with curiosity. Will this work? Let me try that. Okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to step back. I messed up today. Time to try again. That's self-compassionate. When you are compassionate toward yourself, you have the power to pass the longevity test that new habit creations entail. And if you are in the middle of trying to fill some holes to add in new habits or shift some other ones, it all involves the need to be compassionate toward yourself. So again, the first tip I have for you is to start with compassion. The second tip, don't do all the things all at once. Now, I know you're probably thinking, duh, Monica, but seriously, seriously, it is so easy to do too much with habit formation all at once once, especially when it seems like all good and admirable things. And especially when we want the outcome so much about feeling better and knowing that we're doing the right things with our lives. But I think especially so when it comes to your health, it is easy, too easy to do too much good at once. When you do that, you are forgetting that you are human and you simply can't do all the things all at once. You have to choose something 
And and lest you worry about it being the right thing, let me just say choose something off of your list and then you start. Kathy Heller was on our podcast months ago um, and she said successful people start. That's what you want to do. So don't do all the things all at once, but also don't be paralyzed by making the right decision. Start. Now, it doesn't have to be the right one. Again, it has to be something that you know will make a great impact for yourself. So that's where I like to start. If you have a long list of things you want to shift or add or take away, I would focus on the one that would have the greatest impact for you and then create a trickle down effect so that you can work on other habits too. So honestly, I'm betting that for most of you, it might involve your sleep habits. Now, I have two episodes with a sleep expert in the past in January of, no, not January. I think it was March or April in 2019, but either way, I'm going to link them for you. And it's with a sleep expert for adults as as well as children, and her name is Christy Lawler. And we also did a free challenge together too that you can sign up for, and I'll link um, link to that as well. And by the way, you can always find the show notes if it's not in your app. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash podcast and find the episode that you are listening to right now, and the show notes will be there for you. So I want to, again, remind you, though, like the key here is you have to start small, but start. So don't let the all or nothing tell you that. It needs to be all these steps all at once, even with one habit. You have to start small, but start. So my personal example for this is, you know, my sleep habits. Let's talk about that. You know, I've been working on this for quite a while. And I do have to say that it is that dance of getting better at it for a while. And then suddenly, oops, I'm not. I'm falling off the wagon. And it's just about getting back on and trying something new. Now, initially, what I loved about my discussion with Christy when she coached me um, about my own sleep habits was how she helped me see like I actually in order to start, had to not tell myself that my bedtime was now 10 p.m. I had to start where I was. And so she had me move up my my bedtime little by little. I wasn't going for hitting the ball of the park. I was working on starting small, but starting. Now, I used one of her methods just the other night. It's been a long time since I battled insomnia, which was a big struggle for me, even last year when I interviewed her. Um, and she said, that if if I got up and I wasn't um, if I wasn't sleeping and I was up in my bed and just laying there and tossing and turning, I just need to get up and go and do something instead. So that's what I did the other night, and it did help. It did help me be able to go back to sleep eventually because I got up out of my bed. But it all involves just starting. You will not fix things overnight. There truly, I I believe, are no overnight successes. What we're missing are the years of work of starting and stopping and starting again that went into that person becoming who they were. So again, my tip for you here is to don't do all the things and all at once. You pick something, you start small, but you start. My third tip for you is to always pay attention to your primary purpose behind being healthy. Again, do you see how I didn't say getting healthy? So your health shifts can be loaded with, you know, unintentional purposes, or at least unconscious. You know, maybe you're thinking, well, what will so-and-so think when I blink? Well, I finally feel happy when I'm this size. And even that misleading thing, like when I, when I look good, I'll feel good. So even if your health habits that you need to work on might seem to be more superficial in nature, meaning not just about the mental and emotional spiritual side, you still need to have deeper reasons behind working on them. 
And you have to know what those are. I know that might seem obvious, but this is just like the other thing we just talked about. It's easier for us to ignore knowing what our purpose is behind working on our habits. And instead, if we face those, maybe we'll see, oh, maybe I'm doing this because everybody else is and I don't really want to or it doesn't really align with my values. Or maybe I can see that I want to shift this more to a grander purpose that really resonates with who I am instead of it being superficial, which it was before. So what could that be for you? What could those purposes behind why you're working on them look like? Maybe your purpose is to have more energy, less brain fog, Um, maybe a healthier relationship with your body and food is a big purpose. Maybe more freed headspace because you're obsessing over the scale less, perhaps better quality time with your family, more spiritual clarity, peace of mind and control. Those are just a few ideas for you. Now, I want to just give a, a quick and personal example for you. And I'm actually going to do one of the superficial kinds, lest you think that I'm only like sitting here and in a meditation position and only thinking about my internal um, health. Although I I do say, I would say that that is a huge focus and what I um, really like, but I actually am a health nut and that might surprise you with my past. I love um, eating eating fresh or an organic food. I love creating um, food for my family that's not like hugely processed and all that stuff. I don't talk about this on the podcast a lot because I don't want to make what I do about my life be someone else's shoulds. But for me, this really resonates with who I am. I really value my health. I love my body in ways I never did before, and I'm still working on loving it in full and fullness. Um, and I'm working on the other ways of making myself feel healthy and whole. But I do have, you know, health goals in terms of habits that I am trying to work on. But with self-compassion being the key and the purpose, like I'm going to share with you, being a big part of it, a grander purpose. So I find myself getting back into this habit every so often probably a few times a year, honestly, where I notice I'm back into having a treat or two after every meal. And again, that's neutral. That's not bad. That's not inherently morally bad. I'm not inherently morally bad. I'm not naughty. I'm not making a bad choice. And I'm allowed to have a treat. I'm an intuitive eater, right? I can eat a treat whenever I want. And it wasn't that it was wrong, again, or wrong for me. It's just that it wasn't really serving a purpose for me. It wasn't cognizant. In short, it was just a habit. I wasn't trying to numb myself um, most of the time. I wasn't trying to avoid work, although that could definitely be part of it sometimes too. But overall, it was just a habit. It was something I found myself doing all the time. And I realized, you know what? This is not necessarily a bad thing, but I don't like how it's affecting me, that I'm not even noticing that I'm doing it. I'm not enjoying it. It's not satisfying because it's just a habit and I'm just immediately doing what's next because I've trained my brain to be this way. And so to work on my primary purpose behind it, my why behind shifting my habits. And again, it's, they're always allowed to me. I haven't built in rules. I can't only have treats this time of day or never or this time of week or not these kinds. Those are still open to me. And we're going to talk to an intuitive eating coach and another incredible um, food uh, dietitian, actually, who's going to help you work on your relationship with food. So that's a whole other episode in and of itself. But, but going back to how I'm realizing I want a grander purpose behind me reaching for these, this treat. So my grander purpose behind shifting this habit, not doing away with it, but shifting it, 
is this. This is my purpose. Because I want to enjoy my treats. It can be that simple for you. So I want to eat my treats when I am present or even better when my kids aren't around because that gives me the space and like the calming, enjoyable, satisfying experience that I am going for. So maybe I choose that is going to be after breakfast sometimes or after lunch or all three meals, but it's the intentional piece. And as I got my more intentional mind into things and I have more power to choose, do I really want this? Is this something that I really want and I'm craving or is this just a habit and I can make that decision a little better? So think about what your primary purpose is behind that one thing I asked you to whittle down your list to and under each category. What is your primary purpose? And again, on the progress plan, you can do more of that. The fourth tip I have for you is this. This is your identity. Yes, it is. And when I'm saying this, I mean I'm a healthy person. I am healthy. That is your identity. Yes, it is. Here is a James Clear quote I want to read to you. He wrote the book Atomic Habits, and he talked about identity being a huge, huge part of habit formation. He says, the most effective way to change your habits is to focus not on what you want to achieve, but on who you wish to become. In short, you need to start with your identity. Um, one of the things I'm going to share some examples of, of how he, share, he shares this, but he really is, at, he said, as you own an identity that you want to, to have, you start making choices to help support that identity. You are allowed to take on a health-focused identity right here, right now. It is not dependent on you achieving an outcome to have that identity. You do not need to have it all together, friends, to be someone who values your health and is focusing on being healthy. In fact, again, taking on the identity of a health-minded person will actually help you make the shifts you need to. Now, how James Clear says we do this is what we do is we start building evidence around us that supports that identity with small wins. He says, quote, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Unquote. I love that he has a lot of examples on this, but one of the ones he shares is, you know, what let's say, and this is not health related necessarily, but he says, uh, you might want to be a you want might want to be a writer, but you've always been like, oh, I don't know how to write. I'm just not naturally gifted. I'm not a writer. And instead, what you say is, I'm a writer. So every sentence you write, every line on a page, every paragraph, every page, are those small acts, those small wins that support and build up evidence to support your greater identity of being a writer. He talked about this too on a podcast I listened to. I believe it was on Kathy Heller's show, actually. Um, Her show is Don't Keep Your Day Job. And he talked about how, um, uh, running, for example, he said, you can say, I'm not a runner, but if you want to be a runner, just start saying, I'm a runner. And what do runners do? Well, runners put on their workout clothes in the morning. What else do runners do? Runners go outside and look at, you know, look at their watch and their weather. What else do runners do? Well, runners start jogging. What else do runners do? They stretch. What else do runners do? And it just transcends everything. So think about the identity you want to have with your health. I am healthy. I value my health. I'm a health nut. I love health. And you can say that and be like me and also love your treats and love being moderate and love not being obsessed about it. 
So don't disqualify yourself from this identity, both on what you think the all or nothing version is or because you don't think you deserve it. When you own the identity you want to have and you act the part, you make small votes and then that will help you cultivate that identity and strengthen it in ways that you're like, this is me. So again, the fourth step there is this is your identity. Yes, it is. And I want to recap all the four for you. Again, one, start with compassion. Two, don't do all the things all at once. Three, always pay attention to your primary purpose behind being healthy. And four, this is your identity. Yes, it is. Let me tell you, it's an honor to be part of your life right now. And I want you to know that the next six weeks, my goal is to help you be healthy in the ways you need and want so that you can step up to face this time with the strength in mind and spirit and body that you need. Now, again, if you want access to that progress plan, you can join my membership site a little early by going to aboutprogress.com slash membership. Now I'd like to do our two segments. First is I'm going to share the review of April, review of the month. This review comes from Mary Berry 12 If this is you, please email me at hello at aboutprogress.com, your full name and address so I can send you a thank you gift. She says, self-respect and self-love are areas I've needed help with. Your podcast episode about self-respect helped me so much. As a single mom of four kids, I'm constantly beating myself up for mistakes I make and not being perfect. Thank you for being part of my healing journey. I look forward to listening to upcoming episodes. Hugs. I love that, Mary. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm honored to be a part of that journey for you. Now I'm going to give you a short update on my do something plan for 2020. This is something that we all participate in and it's something you can do sooner or later. Go to aboutprogress.com slash do something 2020 to see my list and borrow from it. I've read so many books and then not. I feel like it's going um, back and forth right now, waves of being able to listen to books and not. Um, And of course, I read at night too, but that's when I tend to fall asleep while I'm reading on my uh, online post I shared. I will list some of those books for you. Um, But what else I've been doing is lots of hikes galore with my kids and exploring things. And I've been teaching them about Dorothy Lang and um, Georgia O'Keeffe. And we've been doing art strolls or strolls, art crawls, I guess, around um, outside. And, and, and they've been painting a lot, which has been fun for us. I finally got that ukulele and I've been playing it a little here and there. That's definitely something I want to focus more on this coming month. We've been making pastries galore. I've been baking so many new things. I finally have my own sourdough starter, which has been so exciting. Um, from scratch, I've built, I've built, I've, I've baked croissants, a brand new cake. Um, I'm playing a lot more music on the piano myself and singing. Now this list is always evolving. And especially now when our hands are tied, like on my list, I was supposed to swim a certain amount of times in the year. And I haven't been able to swim since the beginning of March. Um, our gym's closed down for good reason. And so that's definitely something I'm just, you know, neglecting for a while. But as I'm telling you now, I really do want to focus more on more music and creativity this coming month. I'm going to have some big announcements for you, personal announcements soon. So stay tuned for that. And I again, want to remind you, as I always do, to please send in your submissions for the Dear Progressor episode. That's where you send in your notes for other fellow progressors in the About Progress community. And you can do that by going to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. It's super easy. We would love to hear from you, what you've been working on, on your do something plan, how this episode resonated with you and how you are shifting being healthy from getting healthy. There's so much coming for you the next six weeks, friends. So 
Sit tight with us, keep listening and keep sharing the podcast. Share it to friends or family who you're like, you really need this and here's why. And if you are so inclined, please leave me a rating and review on iTunes, especially it helps the most um, because that's where most people listen. It's really easy to do. It just takes a few minutes of your time. It makes a big difference for the show in ways that I can't fully explain to you just how much it means to me and helps me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I'm going to leave you. Keep growing friends. And remember life is about progress, not perfection. For motivated, motivated, I will be, because, oh my goodness. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.